Hey, you know that other life that you've been dreaming about? That life where you feel free, uplifted, calm, and kick-ass? Well, that life isn't as far away as you might think. Welcome to the Fuck Yeah Life Podcast, where we talk about living that OMG is this real version of your life. You know, your fuck yeah life. Hello, I'm Briley, your host on this journey. So, are you ready? Well then, let's fucking do this. Welcome back to the Fuck Yeah Life podcast. This is your host, Briley, your Fuck Yeah Life coach. So, I gotta tell you guys, getting to record this podcast was a tough one. And we talked about fucking first times. And this feels almost like a fucking first time because I have been so sick for the past month. And I even sat down to record this and I got all my stuff all ready and realized I had no voice. (laughs) And then after I got my voice back, I kept coughing. And then I kept sneezing. And then I was just too fucking tired. So it got me thinking about when we hit those hurdles or those roadblocks and we have the best of intentions and then shit just shows up and smacks us in the face and how hard it can be to get back in it. This was that. It's hard to just get back up and keep going, especially when you feel like you've been down for a long time. I have been out of the game for a month, (sighs) but I'm back. And I'm here to say, no matter how long you've been down, you can get back in. And honestly, I kind of doubt anybody out there knew I had been down for a month. So I guess we'll call them fucking get back in there. (laughs) But get back in there. And hey, here we are. I'm back in it. And today, we're going to talk about finding the support you need when you're creating your own fuck yeah life. And this is a really, really important thing because we can't go at life alone and we especially can't go at big change alone. But big change is probably going to challenge your systems of support that you've traditionally leaned on. So we all have those people in our lives that we've gone to over the years to get advice about what we should do next or just to work through the shit that we're dealing with day to day. And these people are usually like our moms, our aunties, our besties. These people hold a very special place in our hearts and in our lives, and we love them. They have been there for us over and over and over again. But here are two things that I really want you to hear. And they're probably not going to be super popular. (laughs) But like, let it sink in. Sit with this for a bit. And here we are. You ready? Okay. First, number one, stop asking people what you should do. This is a habit that we need to break. The only person we need to be asking is ourselves. 
And this is a bit of what we talked about last week or last month as it was for me, but hopefully you're just finding this now. Number two, when it comes to creating big change in your life, I'm sorry, hon, but your bestie might not be the one. In fact, probably not the one. So we talked about number one last week. Today, we're really going to focus on this number two, that your bestie ain't the one. So the idea that the people closest to us might not be able to support us in the way that we need them to during this time in our lives can be really hard to reconcile. And honestly, sometimes it can be really heartbreaking. I know it was for me at times, but before you're like, you don't know my bestie, she's my ride or die. Let me just say that I'm not saying that your besties aren't the best because I know mine are, but hear me out. Those close to us and closest to us who have been there for us in the past are often not able to support us at this time in our lives because one, they love us. They love us. Now, how is this a bad thing, you might ask? It's not, but it does mean that the people that love us, often they want us to be safe. They don't want bad things to happen to us. So they will often encourage us to play things safely. And the safest thing is to stay exactly the same, right? Two, they only know us as we have been. And often they've known us for a long time and it can be hard for them to imagine us in another way. Third, who we are now often benefits them in some way or feels safe and comfortable to them. On some level, probably very subconsciously, they don't want us to change. They want us and our relationship and our friendship to stay the same. And fourth, our besties, our loved ones, can really only support us as far as they have done their own work, right? If they haven't gone through big changes like we're trying to create in our own lives, it's going to be hard for them to be able to see where you're going and why you're doing it and be able to really support you along the way. So what are we to do? Going out into the proverbial wilderness solo sounds really fucking hard and scary. And yeah, it is. It's also really scary when we are embarking on big newness, when we start articulating those things that we have often been told, we are like, we're silly, we're being unrealistic, or when we start to share our dreams, like when we start to open ourselves up, we're opening ourselves up to shaming and ridicule. This is just as true of our friends as it is from our parents, from our teachers, from just the people around us in our lives. We need people we can trust to share our vulnerable messiness with. 
Hey, are you wondering, like, how do I even know what my fuck yeah life looks like? Well, boo, I got you. Head on over to thefuckyeahlifepod.com and sign up for five days to your fuck yeah life. This is a series of journaling prompts I designed specifically to help you jumpstart your own fuck yeah life. Okay, let's get back into it. Brene Brown talks about trust as a marble jar. And those people that we trust are our marble jar friends. This metaphor illustrates the idea that trust is built up over time through small acts that show us that these people are worthy of hearing our stories. Personally, I was very quiet about what I was thinking about and cooking up in my brain until it was nearly fully formed. Friends knew I wasn't happy. Friends knew that I was struggling, but I shared the messy details and thoughts I was having with a very select group of people who I knew would not be a flame blower outer, as Brene Brown calls it. Brene, you know, because like we're besties on a first name basis. Um, So Brene talks about our flame as our spirit and our light. And sometimes it will shine brightly. And we want friends around us that will appreciate how brightly we are shining. And we will love and admire when they shine brightly as well. Now, some people want to diminish our light. Some people don't like it when we are shining brightly. And these are the flame blower outers. We want friends around us that will protect our flames. They want to keep our flame burning as brightly as it can. She said, and this is a quote from the Brene, we want friends in our life who have room for our light because our light comes from within us, end quote. But sometimes people who have been our marble friends become flame blower outers. When we start to step into big changes in our life, yeah, and this shit hurts. It hurts when your marble friends start to blow out your flame. Now, when this happens, know this, dear listener. Are you ready? It's not about you. It is their own fear crashing the party. It ain't about you. When I did begin sharing my ideas and my plans with my friends, I started to see some similarities and then the types of candle blowing out that I was hearing. And in my mind, all of this, while it hurt and it made me kind of uncomfortable and it made me a little defensive and it also, you know, it blew out my flame a bit. It shut me down a bit. But I also knew that it was coming from a place of love and fear. So 
Here are a few of the, shall we say, cast of characters that I encountered as I started talking about and sharing my fuck yeah life endeavors. So first of all, there was Cautious Kathy, right? I want you all to like conjure in your mind what you think Cautious Kathy looks like. And so Cautious Kathy would say things like, well, maybe you should downsize that. You know, maybe what you should do is like, you could kind of like work on that on the side. And so like you, if it doesn't work out, then like you'll still have all this other stuff there. You can always go back to like what you're doing, right? Cautious Kathy puts a lot of safety nets around things. And the idea that you can always like just take one toe out of your life, but you can always like come back in. This is, let's have a plan, you know, not just have a plan A, but a B, C, D, E, F, and G. I'm a personal believer in the idea that we're going to have a plan A and that's the plan. Because a plan B is implicitly stating that you don't believe A is going to work. So we're just coming up with an A game and we're going with that. Now, Kathy, A is great, but B, C, D, E, and F is even better. (laughs) So there was Cautious Kathy. Then there was Never Brave Nancy would say things like, wow, you are so courageous. I could never, I would never do something like that. That is so brave. I could never. Here's the thing. To Never Brave Nancy and to all of you listening, that's bullshit. Yes, you can, right? But Never Brave Nancy always felt like there was a bit of support, but really she was in her own fear and her own restriction and putting a lot of fear and space between you and unable to really like connect and support because of that. Then Dumbfounded Debbie came to the party, right? Dumbfounded Debbie just like got to the party, like figuratively and probably literally. Dumbfounded Debbie says things like, oh my God, what happened? I thought you like loved your career. You loved your life. I thought everything was like amazing. Dumbfounded Debbie just like does not know what to say or do because the concept of this kind of change the concept of the agency to do something different just like never occurred. Then there is the gloomy Gretchen. I want you to conjure her in your mind. Gloomy Gretchen would say things like, but you know, like the economy is so unstable and like the cost of living is skyrocketing. Oof, inflation. The world is going to end. Your career is going to be like completely over. You're going to burn your bridges and live in a box under the freeway, right? (laughs) Gloomy Gretchen is like in the express lane to Doomsville. (laughs) Give her a scenario she can come up with like the worst case of it. So watch out for Gloomy Gretchen. I've got a lot of Gloomy Gretchen in my life, so I know her well. Then... There are some people very dear to me who embody the everyone Evelyn. Now, everyone Evelyn comes to the party as a pragmatist, supportive, 
but pragmatic and definitely wants you to kind of understand how the world works. Now, she'll say things like, yeah, that sounds amazing, but everyone has to have a job and pay the bills. What makes you think that this is not applying to you? Or everyone wants to fly away to a foreign country and write books, but life doesn't work that way. The undercurrent of Evelyn's thinking is, who do you think you are? You're not special. Evelyn believes that life happened to you and that at a certain level of misery is not only normal, but it's required. It's just how life works. And you can't change that system. You have to stay in it too. And then there is ah, terrified Tammy. I want you to imagine terrified Tammy for a sec. Terrified Tammy doesn't even want to acknowledge like what you're talking about. Terrified Tammy will quickly change the subject and say like, hey, so how are your cats? How's your mom? What's up with this? The idea of engaging in that conversation is too scary. It's too threatening. And so terrified Tammy will often just be like, uh-huh, subject change, right? Now, there are two twin sisters that I'm going to talk about. And uh, they are what I like to call proxy Patricia and positive Peggy. Now, these gals are twins. They're nearly identical, but they're not. They're fraternal twins. And people get them confused a lot. So Proxy Patricia will jump on the bandwagon and give advice that she would never actually do herself, right? But she's keen on you doing it. She doesn't want to be a downer or flag any conflict, right? But in the end, her support is shallow. Her support is superficial. Her support, she's not able to really step into really supporting you and talking with you. Everything's just like, yes, do it. That's great. That's amazing. When you know full well, she would never, ever. She's going along with the flow to keep things nice and happy. Now, positive Peggy also likes to keep things super happy. She's the captain of the cheerleading squad. She loves to say, like, what a great job you're doing and that everything will turn out great because you're great. It's great. You're great. Yay. But she has nothing constructive to offer or probably isn't even really listening to you. Her positive vibes are a bit toxic. And then one of my favorites, also one that I have a lot of in my life, which is the Mimi Mimi. Right? So Mimi Mimi, she's kind of the reverse of the proxy Patricia. Mimi Mimi only says things that she herself would do. It doesn't matter that you aren't her, right? So you might say something and then her response is be, well, I would do blah, 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 or I would never do blah, 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 or like I would do, you know, no. Mimi, Mimi is only able to meet you from her own experience and her own perspective. And so that again, really starts to blow out your flame, right? So this is a nice, healthy cast of characters here. And I think that you probably, if you start looking at the kinds of responses that you're getting from a lot of people, you'll start to recognize 
some of these characters. So as you start to recognize some of these characters or personas, I encourage you to approach them with generosity. Even when your heart feels a little broken, even when you feel that your flame is being blown out and see how fear is really at the heart of what people are saying to you and how people are responding to you. And that it really isn't about you. But these people aren't protecting your flame. They aren't in awe of your glow. And it's important to surround ourselves with people that protect our flames and they celebrate our light. We are the product of the company we keep. If we we surround ourselves with never brave Nancys, we will never be brave. And I think that's the biggest challenge to creating your fuck yeah life. And the piece that I think a lot of people don't realize is so important is that we need to intentionally cultivate individual friendships and a community of people who will help us move into the life that we want for ourselves. Now, next week I'll be talking more about that. But I'm going to leave you today with a fuck yeah follow-up. So your first fuck yeah follow-up for this week is when you encounter a flame blower outer, be it a never brave Nancy or a gloomy Gretchen, afterwards, I want you to sit and think about what was the kind of support you would want in that situation. How did you want that person to respond? What kind of response were you hoping to get? And just write that stuff down. Hold on to that because that's going to be the type of response, the type of friend, the type of support that you're going to want to seek out in the future or maybe right now. I love to talk to people about the monkey trap or the sort of parable of the monkey trap. And you've probably heard this story in various versions, but here it is from me. So there is a monkey, curious as monkeys are, and he sees inside this cage an orange and he reaches inside to grab it. And as he tries to pull his hand out, grasped around this orange, he can't get it out, right? Now, if he were to let go, his hand would easily pop right out. But he wants that orange and he's holding on and holding on and he won't let go. Now, the monkey might think he is trapped, but he's not. The only thing holding him in place is his desire to hold on to that thing. So this is what I want you to think about in your fuck yeah follow-up this week. What are some of the things that you desperately holding on to that might not be working for you anymore, that might be holding you in place? So I want you to just ponder this over the week. What are you holding on to that isn't working for you, that isn't giving you the liberation that you're looking for. If you have any thoughts and ideas, I'd love for you to send them my way 
jump into my DMs, Instagram, at Briley Rasmussen, and I look forward to hearing from you. Take care, my friends. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're ready to start living your own fuck yeah life, head on over to the fuckyeahlifepod.com. That's F-U-C-K-Y-E-A-H pod.com. And sign up for five days to your fuck yeah life. This fab series of journal prompts that I created just for you will help you get on your way to living your own fuck yeah life. And you can find me on Instagram at Briley Rasmussen and hit me up in my DMs. I love hearing from you. Take care, friend. And I'll see you back here next week.